0: Hi and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the series? I'm Rosha and I'm Hannah and we are doing another one of our uh, movie serials. This time we are covering nine perfect strangers, which just recently um, debuted on Hulu. Uh, We're covering episode one in this specific episode or on this episode titled random acts of mayhem.
1: Um, Hulu has the worst, like, premium subscription, we've decided. Like Do you have it? I don't have no, it. No, because
0: it's, like, $25
1: oh, a month. Yeah. But, like, whenever we look for the movies, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's available on Hulu Premium. premium yeah. It's
0: dumb. So the book was originally published September 18th, 2018, and it's written by Leanne Moriarty. It has a 3.5 out of 5 on Goodreads, and it's a whopping 450 pages. It is long. Um, I love the last
1: name Moriarty because it reminds me of Sherlock Holmes mm. because Moriarty is... The bad
0: guy in Sherlock Holmes. Ah, see, I don't. I didn't know that. <laughs> Never watched that. Um, so the IMDb synopsis reads: Nine stressed city dwellers visit a boutique health and wellness resort that promises healing and transformation. The resort's director is a woman on a mission to reinvigorate their tired minds and bodies. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> Until you get there. <laughs> Until you get there? It sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so some fun facts about the book. Um, this book is a New York Times bestseller. Uh, it was um, a finalist for the 2008 Goodreads Choice Awards for Best Fiction. Um, it's one of nine adult novels that Leanne Moriarty has written. Some of her other ones include What Alice Forgot and, of course, Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Um She's also written a children's series titled The Space Brigade Series. Um, And then her newest novel, um, Apples Never Fall, comes out September 14th. So just in a few short days. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, The series is rated TVMA and it's a drama mystery thriller. Um, It's by the creators John Henry Buttersworth. Oh. Or Butterworth, (laughs) which I think is just like... should I know what that is? Name. No, but oh. that's a great name. John Henry Butterworth <laughs> and um, David E. Lee. So John Henry Butterworth is um, the writer of Ford versus Ferrari. And okay. he's also writing the upcoming Indiana Jones number five. Oh my God. There's only
0: <laughs> five? I feel like there's way more I than know. That.
1: So Robert E. Kelly, though, has like a crazy resume. So he originally wrote um, Doogie Hauser from... Mm-hmm. Way back, um, he did Ally McBeal, The Practice, Boston Legal. He wrote um, Big Little Lies. Wow. Um, I'm sorry, I should say screen write, mm-hmm. sc- screen wrote these. Um, The Undoing, which was on HBO. Right. Uh, Big Sky, which is on ABC. And upcoming, he is doing Doogie. Comma comma aloha which is what? another okay. version of doogie hauser but i don't know it's like set somewhere else
0: i'm assuming neil patrick harris is not in that one not
1: <laughs> i don't think so um he also is writing the upcoming series the lincoln lawyer and drum roll please the mini series of Stephen King's The Institute. Ooh,
0: we just <laughs> so, got that. We just got it. So <laughs> Good to um, know. I'm Good really to excited.
1: Know. So it's coming out, so don't read it yet. <laughs> okay, well.
0: Not that like you have to twist my arm not to read because I have way more books I need to read before true. then. <laughs> but if you
1: were so inclined. So there's not too much about the book that or sorry, of the series that's come out because it's only been out for a couple weeks. Yeah. Um it only has a sixty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes so far. Um, which how are you rating these before the whole series is even out yet? Because it's not fully released True, yet. It's still being released point. on Hulu. So I don't take those people's comments. Because I do. I, I was watching the first two episodes, you know, the other day. And Boyfriend Ray comes in. He goes, how is it? And I was like, well, nothing's really happened yet. It's two episodes in. Right. and But that's how these series go. I mean...
0: Well, it's not like, a whole lot happens. That's the thing. Cause like they're set, they're limited series. So naturally they're what? Eight to 10 episodes maximum. Yeah. It's like, how much building can you do before you have to like really jam pack everything else that happens? Right. But we'll but see that's how it how, goes.
1: That's how behind her eyes was too. True. Like, the first, you know, eight episodes was a snooze fest. <laughs> I think it was only six episodes. <laughs> okay, then the first half, whatever. I got you, you. You know what I mean? Um, one interesting fact, though, is that this was originally supposed to be um, filmed in the United States, but mm-hmm. during COVID, they weren't able to. So they actually w- were able to move um, production to Australia, hmm. um, which was good because it saved 1,400 cast and crew members jobs um, for six months during COVID, oh, wow. which was nice.
0: Which is interesting because Leanne Moriarty is Australian. Yes. This book is... <laughs> Is set in Australia. Yes. Um, I listened to the audio while I was reading. She has an Australian accent. Right. But everybody else is American and has American accents. (laughs) Except for 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 the One Australian (laughs) who is apparently Russian. (laughs) Apparently Russian.
1: (laughs) Whatever. Go figure. Um speaking of the one Australian, I'm actually not gonna talk about her today. Okay. I will talk about her next episode because I wanted to go through the nine strangers. Oh, okay. For the cast right. in this one, and then next episode we'll go through um, the staff at at the fair enough at the boutique resort. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, I gotta swap up my uh, F Mary kill then. Oh, in, sorry, in sorry. Oh, I was,
1: okay. In my mind, this was the best way to organize it. <laughs> um, so there's obviously it's called nine perfect strangers. So there's nine people who are coming to this resort to better themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the first people meet is Francis. Um, Francis is. A novelist, Mm -hmm. romance novelist, who is having just not a good time in life. Not at all. Um, Played by the hilarious Melissa McCarthy. Um, I know she's not your favorite.
0: She's not not my favorite.
1: (laughs) But she has been my favorite since she was Suki Stackhouse. Uh, Not Suki Stackhouse. Suki, um... That's from uh, True Blood.
0: Suki, what was her last name in? Couldn't tell you. I know her name is Suki. That's all I know. Yes, in Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Um, She
1: was actually nominated for Oscars for her leading role in Can You Ever Forgive Me, which I've never heard of, um, and her supporting role in Bridesmaids, which I thought. I always love when comedies get nominated for something in the Oscars. Well,
0: and she so deserves that. Right.
1: Um, so in this movie, obviously we won't talk about it. Cause he's just kind of a blip right here is um, she's, she, dated or got scammed by a guy mm-hmm. um in this in this series and he actually makes a cameo in the first episode i think yeah. um is actually played by her real life husband I know. Uh, which is funny because it, and i look through like what he has done he's literally been like these little tiny roles in all of her movies yes he,
0: that's all he does is just make cameos yeah. in her movies which i think is hilarious <laughs> and like also He's gotta be her number one supporter. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um I haven't you know, I haven't finished the book yet because unlike you, I'd like to read as I go. Is um, that why? Yeah, it just gives me more time. It's <laughs> fine. Right. Um I I didn't peg her as as a as Francis. Francis. Yeah. Um but so far I think she's doing it. She does that like stressed, mm-hmm. you know, character really well. So yeah. so far I like her.
0: Yeah, I mean I think like, visually, she probably fits most of it. Is she, she's not blonde in the show, right? No. She's a brunette. I'm pretty sure she's blonde in the book, but either way, doesn't matter. Again, these people are all supposed to be Australian, so. <laughs> right, with no accent. We've already, you know, lost half of the uh, right the descriptive.
1: <laughs> all right, so then we meet the uh, Marconi family. So it's mm. a husband, wife, and their daughter. Um, the husband's name is Napoleon. I love that name. <laughs> um was he at McCone, Marconi, Marconi and is played by Michael Shannon, who he doesn't look like him all that much in this movie. He, they make him look like a very dowdy dad <laughs> yes. in this um, film He's a teacher. So. yeah, he has um, he had our nom- Oscar nominations for supporting roles in nocturnal Am- animals and revolutionary road. Um, oh. He's one of those guys that you kind of see him everywhere, and yeah. you don't really know who he is, but you recognize him. Yeah, I definitely that guy. That one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but so far, um, his character is so cringy and hilarious to me <laughs> that he's just like awkward, and he's a I, total dad teacher. Right, like, he
0: fits it, and I, I feel like
1: there's obviously more to the story of this family that yeah. we've gotten so far. So I'm I'm excited to see him. Also, he's play very it out. large. Like he's, he's very just large. tall
0: and like dim- <laughs> like overpowering, I feel
1: like. Uh, The wife, Heather Marconi, is played by Asher Keddie. Um, She's been in, like, just a bajillion different miniseries, but I don't really know any of them.
0: Name a few. Do you have any of them? No, I don't, because I didn't. I didn't know any of them. She looks somewhat familiar, but again, to your point, like, I didn't place her specifically anywhere. Yeah.
1: um, I do like how, I think they casted her well for this in terms of her looks, because Mm. he explains in one of, like, the first episodes, like, People look at me and they're like, "How did you get her?" Yeah, you know, and she's one of those like people who aren't like, "Oh my God, she's so beautiful." But then when you look at her, you're like, "All right, she is like right. really pretty." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, their daughter, who is 21 or just about to turn 21, about, yep. um, Zoe Marconi is played by Grace um, Van Patten. Um, she's really just played a lot of guest roles and things, so not a whole lot. Um, who does she
0: remind you of?
1: She reminds me of... Who does she look like? I she reminds me like. of Shailene Woodley. Yeah. But as I was <laughs> as I was watching, I was like, oh my God, I would have much rather seen this girl <laughs> in any of the Shailene Woodley movies. When
0: she came on the screen, I was like, oh my God, yeah. Anna's is going to hate her just by I association. Know. Well, no, I actually <laughs> like her because I think she's
1: a better version of true, her. True, true. You know like, what I mean? Yeah. So I'm excited to see her because I feel like she's going to make a name for herself yeah. in this series, Maybe. which is always fun to see. Yeah. Lars Lee, who in the first two episodes, we don't know a ton about him. He's kind of a mysterious guy. He's there by himself. Um, Is played by Luke Evans, who I'm so excited we get to see him in this role. Uh, Obviously, we saw him as guest on in Beauty and the Beast. Mm -hmm. um, But we recently um, watched him in Girl on the Train, where we barely got him at all. So I'm excited that we actually get to see him, like, come to life a little bit more. Yeah. And I mean, having
0: read the book, like... There are certain characters I feel like get a little bit more time than mm-hmm. others, and I do feel like he's one of them. Yeah, so.
1: he's going to be in the upcoming uh, Pinocchio oh. um, that Disney's putting out, and then Disney's also putting is that out a live
0: action Pinocchio.
1: Yes, oh, okay. and he's also going to be in the Beauty and the Beast miniseries that's coming out. So I don't know if that's one of their like live ones that they're yeah, doing or just what it the is.
0: Voice of something. Um,
1: but yeah, but I love him. I think he is great.
0: I like him too. Um, yeah, to your point, he's very mysterious. I mean, I know a little bit more about him, obviously, Yeah, I finished the book, but um, I think he fits the role pretty well. You
1: know who he reminds me of is um, the aging Mark Sloan from Grey's Anatomy. You know what I mean? He's kind of got that, like kind of hot old guy
0: kind of you know? the one thing I will say I think they describe him in the book as like tall dark and handsome mm. and like I get the tall and the handsome he's not super dark for me though right. he doesn't have like those really dark features but yeah eh, he'll do
1: but hey <laughs> he's hot yeah <laughs> So we then meet um, Jessica and Ben Chandler. Um, Jessica, they're a a married couple. Jessica Chandler is played by Samara Weaving. She was in uh, the new G.I. Joe Snake Eyes, and she's going to be in the up and coming um, movie called Down the Rabbit Hole, which I believe is about the Playboy Bunnies because she's playing Holly Madison. Oh,
0: interesting.
1: So she reminds me a lot of Margot Robbie. In terms of, so remember last four ep- mans Margot Robbie. <laughs> Do you remember last episode when we were talking about Margot Robbie and how we were like, she has the look that could she could have pigeonholed her yeah. career, like playing yeah. the hot bimbo. Mm-hmm this girl, that is what this girl is doing. You know what I mean? Poor thing. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Is that like all of these roles that, you know, that she seems to be in is like this hot little bimbo, right. you know, and she's not helping herself in this role well, either.
0: She's very pretty though. She's
1: gorgeous. So like good for her. Her husband, uh, Ben Chandler is played by Melvin Gregg. He was in the TV show, Snowfall, um, American Vandal and the show Unreal, um, which is about, um, like the bachelor series that they turned in. Uh, are you Florida? the one that
0: told me about that? Mm-hmm. It was yeah, good. I
1: watch it. Um, Interesting. I don't think he's supposed to be African American. He's not. <laughs> I, I got to the part where they're like describing. I'm like, that is a white frat boy that they are describing. Correct. So, um, but I mean, hey, Points more power for
0: diversity. <laughs> more power
1: to the interracial couples. Uh, so again, we I, in the first two episodes, we don't know too much about them. Um, we actually get more detail about them in the book mm-hmm. at the beginning. So we'll see. But I think she was casted very well and we'll see about him. I don't know yet.
0: Yeah. He seems very kind of low key and I guess he's meant to be cause she's very much like the, the, I don't know what, like the, not the star of their relationship, but like the more noticeable one, yes. I guess you could say. Yes. Tony Hogburn
1: <laughs> is another solo man at the, at the retreat. Um, he doesn't know exactly why he's there. He thinks he <laughs> got there by random draw, basically. Um, is played by um, Bobby Cannonvale or Cannavale. Uh, he's an Ant-Man. He is, um, what is it? Paul Rudd's wife's new husband, the cop oh, in it. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, and he also is plays a cop in Paul Blart, Mall cop as well. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so he always plays this kind of like dicky character, yeah. um, which is kind of what he's playing now. Uh, I feel like they should have casted Jeffrey Dean Morgan for this role and it would have been great.
0: That's funny that you say that. I don't know. I, like, I low-key think he's really cute. He is. <laughs> he's like a like good-looking a, guy. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's a compliment to say, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan because he's also very handsome. Um, but I, I like him for this character. I do too. I think, I think he's I think, fine, but he just always reminds me of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, so I'm like,
1: just get Jeffrey fair, Dean I Morgan.
0: I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan's a little bit older, so he may not. I don't know. Maybe not, though. Maybe he just looks older. <laughs> But I like him for this character. Yeah. I think. I'm, I'm excited to see how they continue the yes. story. Yes. He had
1: one of my favorite scenes throughout the first two episodes. so I'm excited to talk about it.
0: <laughs> uh, to round out the
1: nine perfect strangers, we have um, Carmel Schneider and... I don't really know a whole lot. Of, we In the first two episodes, we don't really find out mm-hmm. much about her, uh, but played by the hilarious Regina Hall. I love <laughs> she's her. Awesome. We saw her in The Hate You Give. Actually, she was in uh, Girls Trip and she's been in a bunch of the scary movies. She's hilarious. Uh,
0: her character is also not supposed to be African-American. I think she's supposed to be Romanian, but mm. we don't hear that or learn that until like way, way later, later in the book. Um, but again, A for diversity, I yes. guess. Um, she's great. I kind of wish her character was going to be a little bit more funny just based off of what I know of the mm-hmm. character. She doesn't seem like she's that funny. Cause I think um, Regina is so hilarious. Yeah. So maybe she'll be able to like sprinkle some of that in. We'll see. Yeah. I
1: feel like she's trying to like with the hate you give and True. now this, she's trying to go a little bit more serious True. with her career. Um, speaking of pigeonholing. <laughs> speaking of pigeonholing, here yeah. we go. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so that rounds out our nine perfect strangers and it's a Crockpot of everything,
0: yeah. No kidding, <laughs> all right. So, going in uh, conjunction with that, obviously, if Mary Kill, we only give you three options, but we're gonna go with the three that I think probably have the most interesting stories so far or the most mysterious. So, we okay. have Francis, who clearly is going to be one of the leads, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tony, and then Lars. Oh. Based off what you know so far. So far, that. I got to kill
1: Francis. She is way too high strung and I cannot <laughs> handle her at the at this moment. Expect, unless unless she's laying in the pool with her pool floaties. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kill her. I will... Um, I'm going to marry Tony... Cause the fact that we meet him because he's pulling over on the side of the road to help mm-hmm. a stranger makes me think mm-hmm. he's like a really nice
0: guy. Is it really the bucket hat that sold it it's for you? It's the bucket hat yeah.
1: and, the sc- <laughs> and the scruffy beard. Scruff, yep. um, he might be a drug addict. That's the only downfall or he is a drug addict. So
0: we'll, we'll find out soon. Right.
1: <laughs> um, and then I will um, go to the retreat with Lars. Okay. Hands down.
0: Um- I'm going to marry Frances because I get to read all of her books before anybody else does. Like that sounds pretty cool to me <laughs> and she's rich and she's rich. <laughs> um, I'm going to kill Lars because Ugh. process of elimination and I will go to the retreat with Tony. Cause like I said, he's cute. <laughs> you would pick Tony over Lars. Yeah. You know me. I like wow. that. Like dad you, it bod, was the bucket hat that did it, was it was for the the you.
1: <laughs> and <the scruff>. Right. <laughs> Alright, so this episode is 43 minutes long, so it's pretty short if you counter in for... Actually, it's a really cool kind of opening mm-hmm. um, thing and then uh, credits at the end. So yeah. it's pretty well, short Well, yeah, episode. on
0: Hulu they, they show like the coming up next week, mm-hmm. which takes like three minutes of the time. So right. you just <laughs> subtract that. I did like the opening credits, but I tried to skip them for episode two mm-hmm. and it does not let me. Mm-hmm. So that was obnoxious.
1: There's nothing worse than a series who has an awful opening credits yeah. and it's really long.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know who I think of? Which it's not, they're not awful. They're actually brilliant for American Horror Story. Oh yeah. But they freak me out. So they're I so scary. Her, like, they're so story. scary. <laughs> Speaking of that show just, or that your show. Yeah, that show just came out with a new season.
1: Also, another tangent on American Horror Story. Do you know that they released American horror stories? Yeah,
0: I still don't understand what that means. So every
1: th- episode is just a different story. It's like a short story in oh, each episode.
0: Okay, so it's an anthology style. But
1: there are it's like eight eight or nine episodes and three of them are about Murder House. Oh. It's worth a watch. It really is. There's some good episodes. Well,
0: and then this new season is like Two seasons in one or something like yeah. part one just released. I don't know when part two. Like it's it's confusing.
1: I'm trying to wait till for full spooky season to come mm, and watch that yeah. one.
0: Um, but the, I have to the, watch that in daylight. I can't watch it.
1: <laughs> uh, I know we're on a tangent now, but the fun thing about um the American horror story series or the mm. the um the different ones is that they have like actually kind of big actors and actresses from like different. TV series Ooh, in each one. So. That I'm into. Yeah, I'm so.
0: all about the anthologies. I told you about Modern Love that I've been mm-hmm. watching, which every episode mm-hmm. is a different love story, which mm-hmm. if you like a good cry, we should watch that. <laughs> anyway. Don't. Off of our tangent.
1: <laughs> off of our tangent. All right. So the movie opens very different from... The, sorry. The series opens very different from the book. So we right, right off the bat, we get... The Marconi family, Mm -hmm. um, the husband, wife, and daughter, and they're in a car headed to this retreat. That
0: is not how the book opens at all. No. So just for reference, the book is um, sectioned off by each character. Mm -hmm. So each character has their own um, chapter. So the very first chapter is uh, of Yao, which we later find out is one of the uh, members who work at the retreat. But basically, at this current state, Yao is a... um, paramedic, who has been called to this building, office building, because this woman apparently passed out or something happened to her. Uh, come to find out that it is Masha, who we learn later. Um, but he's there Spoiler, basically. Spoiler! What? We don't find that out. Yeah, we do in episode one! No, because
1: in the book, she has a heart attack.
0: True. Okay, and in fine. the and,
1: and then we <laughs> he says I never saw her again. And that she died. And then in the movie, in the series, yeah, they say okay. that she
0: was shot. That's true. And they brought her back <laughs> to life. Are you sure that that was the woman? I'm positive because it, the whole thing is she was kind of like her. No, I think it. I don't think he says he never sees her. I think she never goes back to the office ever again. I'll, I'll compare my notes okay. on the, um, in the book.
1: Anyway. Either way, it was she was down for the count for two very different reasons. Right,
0: exactly. She goes into cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. She does not get shot in the book. Um, but yeah, that's basically how the book starts. And then we get we go into Francis. We don't even find out that it's like years later or anything yeah. like that. It's just very like jarring as a first yeah. uh, chapter. <laughs> Do you like when books are segmented like that by character? Yeah. Yes, but this one has too many in my mm. opinion and I get it. Nine perfect strangers. You yeah. gotta get opinions from all of them, but then you also have to take in Masha and Yao yeah, and Delilah and this, and that. like it was too many. In my well,
1: opinion. and it's a little hard sometimes because when they do that, when it's through, not through first person. So Jody Picol or PQ or whatever, Pico, Pico <laughs> um, a lot of times she'll write different people, mm-hmm. but from first person. Right. So the writing changed. So it's a little bit easier to keep track of right. who you're talking
0: about. Well, and not only that, but like this book has no like part segmentation either. It's just yeah. eighty eight, no. Yeah. 79 chapters of just content. I'm like, couldn't we have chunked it out a little bit? You do <laughs> like short chapters though. I do. I love a good short <laughs> chapter. 10 pages or less. Yes. preferably. Preferably. Uh, so
1: we then see, you know, after we see the Marconi's driving, obviously they're having some sort of issue and that's why they're going to the resort. Um, we see a husband and wife that we come to find out later, a husband and wife, which are Ben and Jessica. And they are also headed to this retreat um, because they're having relationship issues. And, and Ben's he,
0: cool Lamborghini. Yeah, and his
1: real cool yellow Lamborghini. We then finally get to see Frances after we introduce to these other people. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that she's a famous author. Um And that she's getting over a breakup and she's going for some gentle fasting. (laughs) Gentle fasting is the only fasting that I am ever interested in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be like eased into things like all this like crazy, you know, Twenty-four hour fasts and stuff don't work for me. Yeah, like, you need to like wean me off.
1: <laughs> so in the series, she gets a call from her agent, which she does in the book. Her agent is very a lot harsher in the in the in the series. She's like, um, look, they don't want your new book, and yep. they actually want to buy you out of your contract, and you have like no work. <laughs> right. In the book, it's more like they're not gonna buy your book, but like. Yeah. We'll try to get someone else to get it. Like it's she's a lot like, softer.
0: She's like, uh, asked that one guy that like somewhat hit on me at that other event I went Timmy. to. And he, yeah. <laughs> and he goes, Well, I did. He also doesn't want it. Yeah. But like, we'll figure it out. We'll get it done. Mm-hmm. But Well, and in the book, her
1: her editor or her agent brings up her bad review right mm-hmm. then. That bad review doesn't get brought up until later in the, yeah, in in the episode the two. Yeah. So yeah. kind of interesting. But we get <laughs> we get to see Frances having her mental breakdown in the car. <laughs> so she's having this like total like almost panic attack in the car so she pulls over and she just starts screaming um which does happen in Mm -hmm. the book um and this is where tony pulls over to see if she's okay and she's just not very nice to him no (laughs) she like screams at him and just basically tries to tell him like i'm having a hot flash like leave me alone (laughs) and the poor guy then tries to then keep helping her and he's like well i heard if you take like this it might help and she's like Are you really trying to help me with my hot flash? I'm like, let him be. She's like,
0: I'm just trying to have a moment here by myself. Right?
1: (laughs) He didn't get the message. (laughs) So now we get, we see Lars for the very first time. And in the series, he is at a gas station filling up on junk food. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: That's not what he's doing in the book. No, he's at like a wine tasting retreat. He saw thing, a sign like, for a tap room which, and he pulled off. Which any respectable human being would do.
1: Absolutely. And <laughs> orders two cases
0: of wine. <laughs> More like an alcoholic. But it's, it's either fine. Way. It's fine. <laughs> but yes, he is. He saw it on the way to the retreat. So he's like stocking up and the guy at the wine tasting is like you know you can't take that stuff right it's contraband
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's like yeah yeah yeah. it's fine fine. um but yeah so he's in the series he's at some like gas station he's filling up on like snowballs and all this stuff and he does have a conversation with the attendant at the gas station like he does the winemaker basically asking like you know because both of those people understand that he where he's headed to and he's like well what do people say about it like yeah. Do they seem okay? And and both of them, you know, more or less, say they come looking like di- come out looking like different people, right? Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Um, but also at this gas station, which doesn't happen in the book, I don't believe. No. Um, uh, Carmel is there, and she's like super no- nosy, like looking at his phone, like <laughs> trying to talk to him, and he's like, "Get away from me, crazy lady."
0: She just seems like she needs some friends, right? <laughs> right.
1: So now they all start showing up to the to the retreat uh in the book uh francis has a little trouble getting through the gate
0: yeah it's like (laughs) padlocked yeah like it it looks like it hasn't been like inhabited in like years right she's like what am i supposed to do there's like a keypad thing where you're supposed to read the instructions but she does a terrible job of reading the instructions lock you know clocking a code Mm -hmm. and then it eventually gets open which i think ben ends up doing for her
1: (laughs) Um, but yeah, so they get in just fine in the series. Um, and they immediately get there and the staff comes out and starts, you know, welcoming them, but also is trying to like get their phones from all of them. Mm. Uh, cause one thing that they do mention in the series is how this resort is not on social media. They do have a website, but they don't want anyone posting on social media, which is so opposite of how the world is. Right. Um, you know, now and when the book was written. Someone
0: asks them, like, well, how do you get, like, people to come? They're, like, word of mouth. I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Um,
1: And Francis is, people keep coming. Francis just kind of keeps offending people, (laughs) for better or for worse. And I loved in the book, though, like, we kind of get this inner dialogue of her, like, trying to be a better person, Mm -hmm. but it's not fully working.
0: Yeah. She just comes off bad. I think she has good intentions. She just comes off bad.
1: (laughs) Um, we then see Lars is getting some sort of tour of the facility. There's like an MRI machine. Mm -hmm. And then he gets taken into this like doctor's office where he signs a bunch of documents, like an idiot without (laughs) reading them.
0: He's like, this is fine. Yeah.
1: And they like draw his blood. Mm Which I'm like, I'm not going to a resort where they're drawing my blood.
0: Just just on principle alone, I'm like, what do you need my blood for? Right. I'll speak later about what I thought the blood was being used for. I yeah. won't um, spoil it just yet. but Facials. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to touch on is in the book, the resort or the retreat mm-hmm. the house is positioned as like an 1840 mm-hmm. style very old school like has a titanic style like staircase in the show it's very much like modern like very modern very like you know nowadays yeah and, like, in the cool book it's like hit. historical yeah so i thought that was interesting
1: um but beautiful both ways
0: yes. <laughs> uh we see carmel
1: is kind of like out you know, watch, you know, walking the grounds and she ends up running into Tony who's peeing on a tree. Um, it's this beautiful, like tree of life yeah. th- type thing, um, that he's just peeing on. And, uh, and I don't know if this is important, but she kind of looks at him and she like almost recognizes him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Nope, you don't know me. And she's like, no, I think. And he's like, Nope, you don't know me, which I'm like, I think that's going to come back at some point. It does. <laughs> Uh, but now we see Francis is in her room and she has this beautiful room. Like, yeah, it's gorgeous. Send me there any day. And she has like a full on like breakdown, which I'm like, just let it out, girl. Just <laughs> let it out. And then in floats Masha, <laughs> which we didn't talk about earlier, but is played by uh Nicole Kidman. Yes. The and, one Australian on the entire cast. Yes, but she is Russian. Right. So she has this awful Russian accent. It's terrible. It's not good. Um, But she comes like floating in and, you know, kind of talks Francis off the ledge, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of calms her down. We now see Lars again outside of the grounds and is talking on the phone to somebody who like we don't exactly find out, but we think it might be like a boyfriend. Right. Because we see this guy and he's just like
0: very seems very he's very angry. curt with him. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, what does he say? He's like, I, "I, it shouldn't be my business anymore," or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like basically, like I'm out of your life. Type
1: right. Um, but at the same time, Zoe Marconi, the daughter of the Marconi family, walks walks in. And I don't want to say walks in on him because they're in the nature. But overhears <laughs> him. Overhears him. Um, and that kind of starts like this kind of weird dynamic between those two. Yeah. It's like this weird sexual type. It's- yeah, it's very weird.
0: <laughs> but I thought it was ingenious of him to use his Apple Watch to make a phone call because Genius. they had already taken his phone away. <laughs> right. Um, fun- you only have to be like in proximity to your phone for it to work. You
1: so. And sometimes you don't because True. when boyfriend Ray lost his phone a million times when we first started dating, his watch would still work because it was a different number. Uh, Remember? Yes. Yeah, I think yours did too. Well, yeah, so. but
0: like mine, you had to have like a plan, a specific plan mm-hmm. to be able to use it without the phone. But most of them are just Wi-Fi related or something. Mm-hmm. if you're in proximity with your phone, it works.
1: Ray would plan to lose his phone. So (laughs) his backup. (laughs) Anyways. Um, So we now see Tony on the phone. Everyone's trying to like make their last Mm -hmm. minute phone calls and he's calling somebody honey on the phone. And at first I'm like, Is that a girlfriend? Is that a daughter? (laughs) And says, basically, I'm going to be off the, you know, I'm going to be off the grid for a while and I love you. Come to find out it is supposedly a daughter Mm -hmm. that he, that he called and left that message for. Um, But this is where we also find out that um, he thinks he's there completely um, at random because he Googled spa and he's like to like fast track it. I said most expensive spa. (laughs) And this is what pops popped up.
0: I liked it in the book. um, We get he, he basically says, like, I Googled, like, um, how to change your life or something like mm-hmm. that. And that's what popped up. So yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah,
1: it was like, most expensive spa. Doesn't, I don't feel like this place would pop up on the. No.
0: I mean, they do, do have. The do SEO ha- would things. not pop
1: this up. The, what? <laughs> the yeah. Search engine operation. <laughs> right. You're right.
0: <laughs> um, but now we
1: see Ben and Jessica, the married couple, in the hot springs. Which, when you think of hot springs, you think of something, like, a lot more, like, clean than what they're in. Like I know it's a hot <laughs> spring, but it looks like a mud bath that they're in. A like bit. It, it doesn't look great.
0: Also like it felt very like congested in there. Like not big enough for
1: Right. three people to right. be. Right. <laughs> because then Napoleon Marconi <laughs> walks in on yes. them and it's just super awkward. Yeah. Like we've all been there where you've been either at a hotel or at an apartment and you and your person are just hanging out the hot tub. Yeah. And then just some random person will come in, yep. and then it's that awkward and then they have like full blown conversation. It's with the awkward here. like should we talk to them? Should we pretend like right. they're not there? Like very weird. We've well, all been there, and I
0: don't really know why they chose to do this. This way in the show, because in the book, it the Marconis just go by themselves. So him yeah. and his wife and daughter go to the hot springs. There's no Jessica in bed. <laughs> so I'm like, what was the point of yeah. this exactly? No.
1: Who knows? <laughs> so now we start to see the staff a little bit more. Um, we have Yao, who we talked about kind of at the beginning, mm-hmm. how he opens up the book. And then Delilah um, is another young staff member. And it very much seems like they live at this compound. Yeah. Um, and she, he walks in on her smoking a cigarette and he's like, are you kidding? <laughs> like we are at a <laughs> health and wellness. Health, yes. And you were smoking a cigarette and she's like, it's just like one to start each session right. or whatever. So we, uh, Delilah just doesn't seem like she's totally like down for this place. Like she's just there. She's just there. Um, so I, obviously there's more to Delilah. They
0: were giving me, um, below deck vibes. I don't know if you've ever watched that oh, show. yes. Where like you get like an inside look at like what the staff Oh, and what their below deck like,
1: is fascinating. It is. I've only
0: watched a few episodes, but like, it's just so interesting. They also make
1: a crap ton of money. Oh
0: yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I got though. <laughs>
1: so now, now all of the the guests are in this like little like hut mm-hmm. type area, and they're all kind of just talking to each other randomly because n- there's no staff members there yet. Yeah. Um, and Lars and Tony are talking about how you know, none of them are like, this group isn't random that Masha only accepts about maybe 10% of the people who apply to be there mm-hmm. and that she picks everybody very specifically as a group together.
0: Right. Uh, she mixes them like a cocktail is what yes. he does.
1: <laughs> and you know, it got touched on, I think a little bit earlier too um, with Yao and Delilah about how like this group just seems very odd mm-hmm. to them that this doesn't seem like the normal group that right. would come in. Um, so everyone's a little, a little bit wondering why they why they all got picked.
0: Well, and you kind of get that a little bit more in the book, like them talking about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, Francis will look at, like, Jessica and be like, why is she here? She seems like she's skinny. She has a, you know, good body, good face, whatever. So it's, like, interesting to see why the others think the others are there. It, it Like, it, it's good in terms of perception because yeah. you don't necessarily know what that other person is going through. You're just looking at them, you know face value and you're like, you don't right. need to be here.
1: I think I would definitely be in there for more of like a Francis vibe or maybe a uh, um, a Carmel vibe. Like just wants to lose some weight.
0: <laughs> fair. <laughs> you know? That's fair. Yeah. I don't know what I, I, I don't even know if I would go in the first place. <laughs>
1: Place like weird yeah. <laughs> um so now though masha comes in and she is their instructor for these 10 days while they're there and she introduces herself to the group and we kind of get a little bit of her back this is where we get her backstory and how um she came to be and she said this is how I came to the united states in the series because it's supposed to be in the united states right um but this is where in the in the series, they tell us that, you know, she said, I died. And they're all like <laughs> so dramatic, so dramatic. And coming out, she was shot in the parking lot by someone that at this point, we don't know who shot her. And that Yao is the one that saved her. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I wasn't I was like, I guess that could have been her from the beginning of the book.
0: I'm almost positive because how else does it does he get connected to her in the book? I don't know. I'm just saying maybe it's a different case. I'm pretty sure it's
1: her. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it is, but I don't understand (laughs) why they would change that.
0: I don't know. That makes no sense. And, like, I get what they were doing because they do set it up in those series. Like, you know, she was a hard worker. All she did was work. And, like, that was her whole life. feel like that other scene in the book could have just as easily portrayed that. So I don't know if it's more, like, dramatic that she got shot. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. Because,
1: and they also talk about in this, like, little flashback of her, you know, and how her backstory, like, she drank a lot. Mm. She did drugs. Like, it wasn't just that she worked a lot. She also indulged a lot. Um, Which is what this retreat is supposedly getting out of everybody. So... Masha keeps talking about this death experience and dying or whatever. So Heather Marconi starts to get upset and she's like, I can't believe you're talking about this. Like, why, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Like she gets very upset and then we see Zoe, her daughter get very upset and she runs out and Heather ends up calling out, you know, Masha and is like, you know, again, why are you doing that? Like, why are you saying this? And then Masha's like, um, you need to not upset the group. <laughs> like, <laughs> please do not upset the group. And, and it, and this, this episode ends with Heather being like, why are you effing with me? And Masha goes, Masha goes,
0: I meant to F with all of you. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts <laughs> to black. It's a very like. Great way to end episode one to keep people kind of coming back. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the book, Zoe very, like, quietly excuses herself. She's very much like, I just need a moment. Like, there's yeah. not big, one big giant ordeal. Um, but, you know, I think we've mm-hmm. talked about this in our previous series. Like, they need to do extra to, like, add to mm-hmm. the, you know, wow factor, the shock factor of, of a series. But it is what it is. One big thing I wanted to point out um, in the book... I think it's like by the end of day one, they're told that they have to go on what's called a noble silence. Mm -hmm. So for the first, I think five days, they're completely not supposed to talk to each other, not make eye contact with each other. That would
1: make for a terrible TV show. Well, and
0: that's why I think they didn't (laughs) do that. totally makes sense. But I just wanted to kind of point that out that like, that's, part one of their like weird experience at yeah. this retreat that like they're not allowed to talk or interact with each other whatsoever not even like with their significant others in their rooms and stuff they're yeah supposed to interesting be, like, s- uh, there uh, are a few infractions that happen, yeah. but it is one of that is. makes
1: me think that um the author did not think that this was gonna
0: gonna get optioned for a series <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> yeah. um and then one other thing i wanted to mention too the the series starts or it opens on a blender making their smoothies. I thought that was such a cool like way to start the show. And obviously it like gets snuck into um, different parts of Mm -hmm. the, of the show. But uh, yeah, because the smoothies are a big part of kind of what's happening um, in the book as well. So yeah, visually,
1: visually this series is like beautiful so far. So I've been enjoying, enjoying watching it.
0: Yeah, for sure. All right, that's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Boovy Girls. You can also email us at BoovyGirls at gmail.com. Um, so we did just do episode one. All of our remaining episodes for Nine Perfect Strangers will be on our Patreon. Um, In order to keep listening, all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash Girls to sign up. The $3 drama level will get you access to the remaining, I think there's seven additional episodes in this series.
1: That's it. $3. $3. A
0: measly $3. I know. And I
1: have (laughs) to give a shout out to Boyfriend Ray's little daughter because I told you the story yesterday and it melted my heart. We were in the car and she starts talking about how she listens to us while she does her homework at night I love that and she was like Hannah like I I wish I could listen to that other that other place that I have to pay the money but like I don't have a, a credit card or a debit <laughs> card to pay for it's like I don't know so how to sweet. get it she's like but like maybe I could just like give you some dollars and I could listen and I was like melt my heart have everything for free <laughs> and re- to remind anyone who doesn't know this she's the one who came up with the name the booby girl Correct. So she
0: is our little like royalty she queen. is what we owe everything to Honestly. So she should get all the things for free um, <laughs> speaking of the the level not only do you get access to that but you also get a sticker for joining which I heard she's very excited to, yes. to receive yes and you'll get a shout out in, in one of our future episodes as well so make sure to hit, um, subscribe to patreon to listen to the rest of these episodes. But what's coming up next week on the regular feed?
1: So we are going to be releasing our episode of the Kite Runner, which we actually recorded quite a bit, you know, a quite a few back, weeks yeah. ago. Um, but on a co- crazy, crazy coincidence, um, we were going to release it the same week that the united states pulled out of afghanistan so it, we just didn't think it was in good taste to release it at that point yeah. but we feel like now is a better time um, to release it because it is a beautiful episode and a beautiful conversation so i'm it's glad a we're doing beautiful it
0: beautiful story too right. i almost i i'm glad we're releasing it because it shines light on yes. a, an incredible story of, you know, coming to America for that American dream of, you know, of an uh, Afghani uh, boy. Yes. So. And we get
1: to hear Rocha's, um
0: native accent come out. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. You're so excited <laughs> <Yes>. for that. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its series. Bye. Bye.